Hello, and welcome back to the JW Nixon High School Class of 1992 podcast. I'm your sometimes host, Missy Barrientos. For this episode, we interview Brian Novoan. By we, I mean Jessica Palacios. Jessica asked Brian what he's been up to in the past 30 years, and he shares with us some really important and valuable information about mentors. I'll guide the interview. Like, don't worry about it. I'm not worried at all. Trust me. (laughs) Hi, Brian. How are you today? So good to see you. Just peachy. After all these years. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute since I've seen you. 28, 29 years. Yeah. For the record, can you say and spell out your name and tell us uh, what your profession is? My uh, name is spelled B-R-Y-N, that's Brian, and Novoa, N-O-V-O-A. I am currently the head women's golf coach at the University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley in Edinburgh, Texas. Nice. How are you liking it there? Man, I love it. I have a, kind of a dream job. I mean, I think, uh, you know, as far as golf jobs go, uh, I kind of have a good deal. I get to train young women to uh, be elite Division One golfers and I've really enjoyed it. I, I enjoy giving back that way to the ladies on our team and the community. And uh, I feel, I feel like it's an important role. Hopefully it is, you know, at least in my own mind, it is. Well, you know, athletics always has a big impact on an individual's life. So, um, and golf is definitely your passion and has always been <laughs> a huge passion of yours. From no what question. I remember, I still have like newspaper clippings from you that my grandma would give me. Oh man. Sorry about that. No, no. She would always be like, this is, this is somebody from Nixon. Do you know him? And I'm like, oh yeah, it's my friend Brian. And then anytime you were in the paper, she like gave me a clipping. So I've got like, I still have some clippings in my memory book um, back at home in Laredo. Um, so I don't think you ever met my grandma, but she was, quite I, I never fan, got you. She I was heard... quite the fan. <laughs> she, uh, so yeah, my grandma and your grandma were friends, I think. Evidently. So you're thinking of my grandma Palacios. I'm talking about my grandma on my mom's side. Okay. Yeah. I knew one of your grandparents were friends with my uh with Yeah, my that's my grandma Palacios, probably. Um, she knows a lot of people. Um, but no, it was my grandmother Rodriguez on my mom's side, my mom's mom that actually her and my grandpa loved watching golf. They love Tiger, of course. Yes, who so doesn't? When they, of course. So when they knew I had a friend that played golf and was, you know, really good at it, she always like kept me posted on what she saw in the paper <laughs> with you. Gotcha. You want to meet our goggles? Sure. Hey, Sophie, say hi. Say hi, Sophie. Hello. Oh, Hello. she's precious. Blackmouth Kerr? Uh, I don't know what that means, but it's a husky uh, German Shepherd mix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, my dogs are over in the living room. Otherwise, I'd introduce you. But let's go back to high school. Oh, boy. The truth. Here let's go back truth. 30 years. Yes, yes, yes. Take yes, the yes. cobwebs off of our memories. Tell me, what were you like as a teenager? Gosh, as a teenager, mm-hmm. I was d- definitely seeking attention attention, and wanted, wanted to fit in very badly. No, <laughs> yeah. <you> never. <laughs> I was an, in, how about this? Uh, I'm a self-proclaimed insecure extrovert. That's what I would label it as. Yes. Hmm. And uh, 
definitely wanted to be with the in crowd. And weren't, I, I actually, weren't you part of the in crowd? I, I earned my way there through uh, <laughs> I just relentlessness. Yes, absolutely. But I didn't realize how uh, you know fake I was until I grew up and became an adult. <laughs> well, I, don't, I mean, I don't know that I would classify it as fake. I think Not you fake, were just but, uh, overly you tried to be overly charming, I guess I would say. 100%. I mean, I needed <laughs> attention from, from ladies and, and, and friends. And I, I loved, uh, I love the, uh, I love community. You know, what can you say? You know, I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to be in the, in the action <laughs> and I, I wanted like to get it. action. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so considering, you know, you were so, uh, diligent in your attempts to <laughs> woo everybody yes. at Nixon High School. Yes, uh, yes, yes. What did you think your classmates thought of you then? You know, I would go to think that they thought everything across the board from annoying pest to get chulo lindo to, <laughs> oh my God, how cute is that? To, oh my God, get away from me, creepy. To, um, you know, just accepting my, my flaws. It, it was, it was the complete gamut because I literally was, uh, God, I wanted to be everybody's friend. It was really funny. I was, I was really wanting to, I remember hanging out with everyone, like literally band skaters, jocks, cool people, cheerleaders, older people, younger people. Like, I mean, it was, I was always, God, kind of, uh, trying to create unity for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I really, I really didn't, I was non-judgmental and, and, and thought it was really cool to, to get to know people. And, you know, the saying like Chris Rock says, you never know, you know, <laughs> so yeah. it's like, so I guess that was my theme uh, throughout high school. <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. And so since you knew so many people, yes. Um, or, you know, you interacted with so many people, who would you say was your best friend? And, and, and then second to that, who did you hang out with in high school? Like who was your, you know, as Missy says, who was your ganga? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I, I hung out with golfers so much away from Nixon that that was my ganga, but I guess who I considered to be like a really close uh, friend was uh, Veronica Rodriguez. Ronnie Rodriguez and I grew a very close bond and it would change whether or not she had a boyfriend or not because of the territorialism that went on. But uh, man, she was like a sister to me. And we talked on the phone every night till gosh, two, three in the morning. Uh, I'll never forget. And we were, we were literally like brother and sister and there was never anything romantic about it. That was the funny part. It was completely platonic and, and just, she was a really great friend that got me, but it seemed like every time there was a relationship that came along, we had to, you know, put that to the side and we kind of did, but I, I, for, for a period of time throughout high school, definitely her, you know, like we, we made each other laugh all day and, and we'd walk her to school and, you know, I was her go-to guy for advice and stuff like that. And then, you know, I, I would also say, I mean, kind of the, God, the group of, of, of Lalo, Tano, you, Becky, um, you know, at Nixon, it was, it was kind of that little thing, you know, where we, we were always a part of each other's life. I never got to party with you guys as much as I wanted to, because I was too busy waking up at six 30 for a tea time or going well, to, me going and to the Becky golf course. Were partying anywhere. So you didn't miss anything. Lalo well, and yeah. Lalo and Thano might've been partying yeah, somewhere, Joey but not Gomez, me and Becky. You know, <laughs> yeah. Joey Gomez. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I always love that guy. He was, man, what a great, 
energy and personality yes. he was. What a Scott, one of the most intelligent people I know. And he uh, was always fun. Once golf season came around, then we hung out. You know, it was yeah. uh, Gabe, Gabe Lozano. He was younger than we were. Yes. Uh, Joey Gomez, BJ Palumbo. I mean, just, I mean, love it. Love it. Yeah. You know, uh, those guys. Honors English class with uh, Miss Wilson. Uh, Miss Hunter. Well, our junior year was Wilson. Our, well, no, my junior year, I had Mrs. Mitchell. Mitchell. I'm sorry. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. And then, yes, Miss Winters. That's right. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And then yes, freshman yes. year, I had, I had Mrs. Lopez. Correct. Absolutely. Um, now I don't remember sophomore year. I don't either. Strangely. That's it's odd. okay. <laughs> so it's okay. aside from the golf course... Yes. Did you have any special hangouts? Well, I mean, every every we got to the wall every morning, right? The wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did. Me and Becky were on the back side of the wall. We weren't on the front side yeah, of the wall. But I'd walk over oh, and cool. say hi to you girls. I'd come say hi. You know, I mean, it wasn't, you know, like they're the two hotties. Let me say hi, you know. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever um, skip class? If so, where did you go? What would you do? Uh, oddly enough, I went to the golf course, and then I think I tried to make out a couple times during lunch with a girl. I think I think it was uh, I, I had a crush on Roxanne Bettis, so I tried to make out with her a couple times, but she didn't. She would have nothing to do with it. So you know, I never drank or anything during class, except I think my senior skip skip day or something. Yeah. But that was it. Um, but it's funny when I skipped, I literally went to the golf course and practiced extra hours. Like I was, you know, how obsessed I was with the game. How much well, I that's loved why it. you were so good. <laughs> yeah, why I mean, you were in the newspaper all the time. <laughs> I guess. I guess. So did golf afford you time to have like an after school or a weekend job? Or was it pretty yeah, much so, you were always practicing for golf? No, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I, I did work part time at HEB for two years. Worked uh, at HEB? I did. I did. I worked for two years. I, uh, my sophomore and junior year. H-E-B, really? Yeah, Bodega and Saunders. Um, they turned it into the H-E-B and H-E-B Bodega. And uh, then my senior year, I let it go. I remember uh, I definitely did that because my grandmother bought me a truck and I, my goal was to pay her back. And I paid her back for like eight months in a row. And she's like, yeah, no, Mijo, you know, it's okay. I don't need the money. And, yeah. and she's like, you, you don't need to do this. And I was like, I was giving her my check or whatever. Your grandma was so sweet. God, such a sweet lady. To a to a fault, yes. I mean, yeah. just an amazing woman. I mean, God, she she definitely uh, made my uh, created all the opportunities for me in my life. So I was very grateful to have her in my life. Mm-hmm. So, what did awesome. you do at HEB? Were you like a sacker or I a started as excuse me, it's courtesy clerk. Um, okay, uh, whatever. Yes, <laughs> uh, that's that's a courtesy clerk. Uh, definitely baggy or sacker, and then I was a checker. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, I think I was making, I was, I was rolling in the dough at five dollars and seventy-five cents an hour at one point. There you go. Maybe well, my six, brother worked five. at HEB for a hot minute, and he called himself a sacker. So I have to come. I call him sackers, but a, you know, he was courtesy a, clerk. He, he was a courtesy clerk for sure. You know? <laughs> and he was also at the one on Saunders, I think. Um, yeah. So they turned it into the HEB bodega, you know, or maybe it's San Bernardo because I, yeah, I started, San Bernardo turned into the bodega. That's right. Um, I'm forgetting my uh, street names, but yes. And now the and now it's the Mercado on the other side of 35. Right, correct. The Madonna yeah. thing. Yeah, I remember. Yes, the Madonna HV. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
know, do they name their HEVs in the Valley? Like they name them in Laredo, like the Gucci B and the Madonna HEB. So we have our HEB that's like Saks Fifth Avenue where like you have to dress up and like get like dressed. Gucci B. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like all the presumidas kind of go yeah. and they're looking, they're looking for dates and looking for that's uh, hilarious. You know, the cars in the parking lot are, they're all over 30,000 plus, you know, it's yeah. not, it's not just where my HEB across the street, I have one at Freddie Gonzalez and uh, McCall. Uh-huh. it's it's definitely not that it's like you know, Honda Civics and <laughs> oh yeah and it's like and you know there's shoplifting going on constantly you know <laughs> where at the other age gas is like 20 cents more and everything's marked up that's hilarious it is it is it's it's like oh my god it's it's the fresa mark you know what I mean that's funny because <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> they, they do like their fresas in the valley. That's for yes, sure. they do. Yes, they do. Uh, uh, God, bless, God bless them all. I love it. You know, and I love my friends in the valley. So back in high school, what was a typical day for you? Well, I was really lucky. Um, I got out of school at like 12 30, 1 o'clock, or I'd have it because uh, Poncho Reese taught typing, or I would arrange it to where golf was my PE, and PE started at 2 o'clock for me, and then I would have lunch, and then that 1 o'clock. I would kind of get excused. So I went to class from eight to 1230 and every teacher made it possible for me to go to the golf course earlier. So everyone would get there about three 30 and I'd been there for two hours already. And, you know, once I was driving, it was great. So my days were six hours and then golf was probably five or six hours. And I played every day and practiced every day. I mean, it was very one dimensional, nothing too exciting. You know, that's, I think, I think my days still are comprised of that, except now it's 10 hour days, 12 hour days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So do you still get to get some golf in every day on your own? No, uh, it's seasonal. Um, I'm training people literally nonstop now. Like mm-hmm. I, um, I play probably four to six months out of the year and train. I'm mm-hmm. joining the uh, PGA of America now. So I'm going to compete a little bit more. I'm going to entertain the idea when I turn 50, seeing if I can qualify for a few champions for events, but I'll never do it full time again. Yeah. Like it, like I did for, you know, those 14 years, 15 years. So tell me, what are some of your favorite memories from high school? God, I have so many. Um, I don't know if they happened through Nixon, but high school memories in, in, in general, just, you know, the, the typical things of, of coming of age and discovering, gosh, discovering girls and being attracted and, and, and going through your, uh, your phases of evolution and transformation of, you know, the physical changes, the emotional changes, the emotional growing experiences, the just all the things that go in line with being a teenager from your first kiss to your first physical experience to uh, God, actually having great teachers and learning from them and, 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 and being influenced by literature or poetry or gosh, wanting to learning, learning geography and, and, and like saying, you're going to travel the world playing golf, you know, being inspired by people. Um, and then being a part of some, some greatness, like class of 92, like God, Donald, you know, was a major league draft pick. Uh, look at the businessmen and the, the politicians we've had from our class. And, and, and you, you see the success rate that entrepreneurs like Becky's has been uh, yourself. You know, I, I mean, you, you should be proud. And it's like being a part of that because it seemed like we all had our, uh, we definitely our have a very accomplished class. I mean, we've got, Professors, attorneys, you know, politicians. I mean, it's, it's amazing what we have all been able to accomplish in our lives. I'm pretty impressed with our class. And it's been no accident, you know, like, I mean, we all were driven pretty hard. I mean, we, 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 
we worked hard, we played hard, we, man, we were goofballs, but then when it was time to take care of business, we took care of business. And even looking back at 14, 15, 16 year old people, I mean, we were, I remember you, gosh, um, and, and please forgive me if I get this wrong, but like FFA, I mean, like you, mm -hmm. you were making money, like at 14 years of age, 15 years of age, like uh, taking care of uh, our, our, our grooming uh, livestock, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was my senior year. Yeah, that's okay, the only year okay. I had time to do that because but I man, had honors you're classes. Some, you were making some cash. I mean, like, 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 I like to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it definitely like, paid off like my first two semesters at LCC, that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I think we were all very driven and very goal oriented individuals. I mean, I don't think there wasn't anybody you know, that I knew in our class that, you know, wasn't goal oriented, that they were going to college and they were going to right. do something and they all right. knew what they wanted to do. Like yep. they knew they wanted to be doctors. They knew they wanted to be lawyers. I didn't 100%. know what I want. I thought I was going to be a nurse, but, you know, I ended up in a, on a different path after being in nursing school, you know? And so yeah. it's interesting that, you know, we did have a very, driven and goal-oriented group of individuals in our class. No, I mean, yeah, you could definitely- Very competitive with each other academically. I mean, I remember, gosh, who was the valedictorian? Beto was the salutatorian, I think. Marisela Rangel, nobody could be, yeah. nobody could come close to her. Not even close. And no. Beto was like, trying to catch her, and like, he couldn't. Yeah. She's an attorney. Incredible, incredible. Yeah, she's doing some great things in Laredo, and, and she's on our wish list of people to- to interview everybody wants to hear from her <laughs> yeah what an outstanding <laughs> i hope we get her okay so do you have any memories from high school that make you sad or anything that you regret hmm. gosh what a great question i think there were moments of just being an idiot that brings out that 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 shame and guilt in myself sometimes that I think everybody goes through, but you learn how to yeah. process over time. And, and it was just make, you know, making an ass out of myself, you know, in some way, shape or form. I, I can't remember one specific incident, but I remember like cringing going, God, I can't believe I did that. Or I can't believe I said that, you know, or putting my foot in my mouth a couple of times or, or being a wuss, you know, because of my fear. But I mean, nothing really like, I don't really have any regrets. I think. I mean, that's how I remember you. I mean, you kind yeah. of always lived life to the fullest that you Absolutely. were capable of and yeah. and you I just remember like you were such a risk taker like you took chances on things that maybe other people might have held back on and you were like I'm just gonna go for it I'm just gonna try it and so absolutely yeah like usually I people that live that way usually don't yeah. have a lot of regrets yeah I don't I I, I it's funny I I got lucky like I, I would have to say that was out of uh ignorance and naivety, but I've learned along the way how to let things go instantaneously, yeah. like, like truly living in the present moment. And, and that's, it, it was an accident at the beginning. And then it was like, wow, I learned about it. And now I'm, I, I master that because like, yeah. you have to have short-term memory in life. Like it's truly like all we can only do is control the next moment, you know? And it's like, people are like, happy, happy new year. I'm like, happy new moment, you know, like, don't yeah. worry about that. <laughs> Like uh, people are like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. I'm like, I'm you know, but it's so it's true. So I mean, there's not a lot of people that can live in the moment. I mean, I know I can. I can't let things just roll off of me all the time. Really? Like I can probably let it roll off 
of me in the moment. So I don't react, but then it's, it lingers with me and it always takes me a while to forgive, you know, people. Um, I don't always forget, but it, you know, I will eventually forgive. It might take me a couple of days. It might take me a couple of years, you know, depending on what the situation was, but um, but, it, yeah. but it's amazing so, that you're able to just live, you know, it's like, okay, well, what's next? You I, know, I always, I've always and just let it roll off your back. So with my story and, and, and how I was, I, I was brought into this world, you know, my mom had an affair with a married man and, and basically, you know, procreated this guy that the grandparents raised. Um, I literally sat there and it's like, man, like I was made out of passion, love, whatever you want to call it. And, and, and like, that's what I want to exude constantly. Like, and, yeah. and everything, everything's happening for us all the time. Well, I get, as a professional golfer, I start working with these mental coaches and they're like, you know, Hey, you know, these meditation exercises, these, these ideas about presence and awareness. Yeah. And all of a sudden everything just fell into place and was aligned with the way I was instinctually. And mm-hmm. like, now it's like, I can explain it to people. It's not important, but right. like when you come from love and like, it's, and whether it be, I don't know, emotional, physical, you know, whatever, it's still love. So that's mm-hmm. how you look at it, you know, and it's, it's, and how it's is your mom and she's a hot mess. You know, she's 68. Uh, I love still her. Living li- still living her life. Well, she's, she's the fullest. Couple, she's been throwing a couple curve curveballs. You know, okay. my, I, I make fun of her a little bit, but I, I, I do love her. She, she, she lived life backwards. She partied for 50 years and now she has to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, so <laughs> she forgot about the retirement thing. Number one. Yeah. Number two, uh, you know, she wants to be living life, but she doesn't know how to acquire things on her own accord because she was so used to being courted her whole life. I mean, she was a model and uh, traveled the world and men just yeah. threw things at her. And well, you know, you get a little older and men's men's taste doesn't change. I think the seven year olds yeah. still like the 40 year olds and vice versa, you know? Yeah. And so she's, she's, she's learning the hard way about uh, some of life's little challenges, but man, I'm proud of her. Like she's responding well, she's raising, she's helping raise her grandchild. My sister had a baby, um, 18 months ago and they're, oh, wow. they live in, they live in the same apartment in San Antonio, Texas, and they are an awesome team. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. So my mom is like, she's literally working 50 hours a week and taking care of her grandkid. Like it's awesome, but she's oh, 68 know. years old and yeah doing the, uh, you know, doing that thing. Yeah. But that's amazing to be able to have that opportunity to be in your grandchild's life. I think it's always, I mean, I loved I, my grandparents and I loved having them, you know, they used to pick us up from school cause my mom would work and, you know, we were with them a lot and that's why we were very close to them. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's such a, that's such a blessing to have that oh, opportunity. like I think it's a beautiful thing now my mom don't get me wrong she wants to go live in Miami Beach and you know go <laughs> wasn't find she in, wasn't she in Hawaii at one point she lived in Hawaii for 11 years yeah I remember uh, that and then it was like oh I gotta leave Hawaii the hurricanes blah 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 and then she moved yeah. to Fort Lauderdale Florida and then it's like it's More too hurricanes. expensive to live here <laughs> yeah exactly I mean so as soon as she figures out that her happiness isn't going to be the environment outside of herself, she'll be okay. Yeah. But until she needs, until then, she's going to need a beach, water, and a mai tai. I think you know. Well, the good thing is in Texas, you're close to that. You can get to a beach in a few hours. Well, funny story. Um, I invited her to live with me, and she lasted six weeks. She just couldn't handle the valley. The South valley is a very, the valley is a very unique place. 
Gosh, I, it's just I I have such a great setup like at my house. I, I built an I built a putting green, Mitzi's workout. Oh yeah, it's like a PGA Tour putting green. I have a hitting net right outside my house, so of I train you do. at my house. Yeah, like it's it's just a golf nerd. Uh, it wouldn't be your house if it didn't have that, Brian. I know you're right. You're right. Let's be honest. So, is there anything you wish you had done while you were in high school that you didn't get to do? Well, I think the you know you asked about regrets. I think I wish I'd learned how to learn earlier in life. <laughs> I didn't learn how to learn until I was thirty-five. You wish those teachers wouldn't have let you out of golf, wouldn't let exactly. you out to go to golf. I wish they would have held me more accountable, mm-hmm. and because I got away with murder, and <laughs> my charm, my charm got me a long way. Um, and I'm sure I did because I had, I had some to... teachers that held me to task, and I was yes, like, <laughs> yeah. And I did not. I did not. I'll be honest with you. I mean, and and I look at my. You were so charming. Well, it was tough because you know it's like I knew what to say all the time, and uh, I remember you like charming Mrs. Winters for some reason. Like, yeah, you were always like working her, (laughs) (laughs) and she loved it. I think. Well, she didn't get a lot of attention from men, and uh, giving her attention was the key. Yeah. She was such a sweet lady. She was great. So aside from yourself, who do you think the cool kids were senior year? I guess I always thought, well, I mean, Steve and Thano and Lalo were my, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I love, like those guys, not that they were cool. I just liked them. I mean, yeah, they were cool, but they, you know, like Thano, one of the greatest pitchers ever from Laredo. Yeah. Uh, Lalo, I mean, look what he did with his business career and his life. And, and man, he, I thought he should have been a stand up comedian personally. And <laughs> he was just so entertaining, you know. And uh, Steve, man, I just got along. He, he just always had such a great vibe. You know, Chapa yeah. had a great vibe. Um, and he's in the valley. Do you get to see him? So we reconnected, but we haven't, we haven't had a beer yet or seen each other yet, but we're about okay. to. Good. We're, we're, to I can't that. wait. Yeah, I'm excited. He's on my list of people to call to do this project. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it'll get um, done. Yeah. Who were some of your favorite teachers and why? Well, I'm going to say Poncho Reese because he let me out early for <laughs> golf and gave me an A in typing. All first. my teachers because they let me out for golf. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, so yeah. You know, the one that stands out to me that actually first influenced my uh learning of literature was yeah i i for some reason is it michelle mitchell i mean like she was our junior yeah yeah i remember her i remember her black honda accord i remember her wearing too much makeup but man when we talked about we had these amazing open discussions in our class about people seeing poetry different or literature differently and everyone respected everybody's opinions and yes. people saw it differently. And then like, that was the first time it opened my mind to like a different way. I'm like, wow, you know, like that's badass. Like that person sees it this way. I see it this way. And it's what it meant to each individual. And, and you know, like that was really important to me because I was pretty, I mean, we're pretty sheltered growing up in Laredo, Texas. I mean, and, and by the way, I'm, my grandparents are raising me like it's the fifties, you know, like it's not yeah. 1992. It's the fifties. It's the sixties. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no progressiveness here, you know? So it's like, she kind of, and she was kind of like that. She was so open-minded. She was liberal. And, and then I kind of like that. I like that a lot. 
Yeah, she was one of my favorite teachers. I think I I think that's the her class is when I first met or read The Great Gatsby. Yeah. And it's and it's still one of my most favorite books. I mean, I think I read it like once a year. Um, I'll pull it off the shelf and read it. Um and and I think it was just she had such a passion for what she did that I just remember thinking, God, I hope one day that I have a job and I have as much passion for what I do, whatever that turns out to be. At the time, I thought it was going to be nursing that she had for literature and teaching. She was in love with writing and and reading literature. Like like you could see it, you could feel it. And that was the beautiful thing. And that's what she exuded every piece that we read, which was awesome. The most entertaining teacher we ever had had to be Mr. Jimenez for chemistry. Because I, oh, mean, I didn't have him. I had Mr. Wilkins. I wish I'd had Mr. Wilkins because I couldn't. But like the accent. <laughs> no, you it, had to work in Mr. Wilkins class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you guys learn. I just uh, remember making ice cream in the middle of the S building. We were all out there rolling these cans that had like ice and I don't know what in there. And we were trying to make ice cream. That's funny. <laughs> so funny. Our biology teacher, uh, God, that country boy, uh, I don't remember his name, but. Oh, so you probably had um, Mr. Daniels. Yeah, I did. For, I did. Yeah, he passed away a couple of years ago. Oh, did he? Um, and I had Mrs. Magnon. She was she was one of the ones that held me to task. <laughs> she was, she was scary. <laughs> but I loved her for it. She, she was very hard on me, but I loved her for it. So. When you did go to class, yes, which was your hardest class? Trigonometry. I failed trigonometry my senior year. Was that with Mr. Gonzalez? No, that was with Mrs. Magnon. It was a female teacher. I don't remember her name. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And I mean, that class, that class kicked my ass and I did not get it. (laughs) I did not get it. I had trigonometry with Mr. Gonzalez and I loved it. Wow. I, um, I didn't like, that was a perfect example. Like, man, I couldn't keep up. Like I did not understand it at all. I failed miserably. And, and she was kind of like too bad. And I'm like, well, I don't need her to graduate. So I'm just taking it, you know? So, okay. You're like I'm going pro. I don't Yeah. <laughs> I don't really I, honestly, I was like, okay. <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to be a professional. Wait, I just remember you always talking about like this desire yeah. to go pro. Oh man. And like that ever, was your goal. You know, uh-huh. What was some of your favorite music back then? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I was a late bloomer, but I mean, definitely the 80s MTV era for sure. You know, like mm-hmm. Def Leppard. Uh, uh, yeah, Duran Duran. <laughs> I love my Def Leppard. <laughs> yeah, The Cure. The Cure. Like, I mean, yeah. Sticks. Oh, I love Sticks. Journey. I mean, I saw Journey live uh, last month in Vegas. With but the not new with kid. the original singer. Right. Right. The new yeah. kid, the new kid can bring it though. I mean, he's pretty that's, good. That's what I hear. And yeah. He's he was, close. he was legit. We went to the Virgin Casino and, and man, 5,000, 7,000 people. He, he killed it. He killed it. Wow. Hmm. Um, it to my obviously list. Nirvana, Metallica, like, uh, your grunge scene, you know, Stone Temple yeah. Pilot. Yeah, for sure. I never got into the grunge stuff, but a lot of people did at that time. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Pearl Jam, come on. <laughs> didn't. My brothers were. My brothers were yeah. very, probably my younger sister, but I was more into like country and like Manon and 
Oh, and then, I know. I know. like the cure and Def Leppard and like those people. Fair enough. Um, the outfield. Oh God. Yes. Saw them know, on Laredo years. I later. saw them live in Laredo. Weren't you there? Yeah. Weren't we there? At Maybe. The, it was at that country club that was by the railroad tracks. I don't know. It was like after high school that they came to Laredo. When yeah, I it was like 10 years. It was like 10 years after, maybe seven years after. For yes. Sure. So what movies or TV shows or books or whatever were you into during yeah. high school? Well, that's pretty easy. I think the usual was. Uh, digest. <laughs> yeah, besides golf <laughs> digest. You know, I didn't really read a lot about golf. Uh, funny enough. Really? I, I didn't read a lot. Yeah. Until I became a traveler. Um, oh, okay. Movies, movies got to be like the Karate Kid, Vision Quest, uh, <laughs> you Vision know, Quest. all the Rocky, <laughs> all the motivational movies. Yeah. Oh my like, God. I haven't heard of Vision Quest in forever. Oh, Vision Quest is like my favorite movie of all time that nobody knows about. Matt Modine. Okay, well, now everybody's going to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. That's funny. Vision um, Quest. All I right. Think, I think I got into Friends for a little bit during mm-hmm. that time sitcoms maybe and of course yeah. Seinfeld you know yeah how could you know? yeah I mean who wasn't a disciple <laughs> yeah but that was it but everybody asked me what's your favorite movie ever and I say vision quest and they're like huh and then like what's your second favorite movie I'm like American Flyers and they're like what is what are those movies and I'm like yeah, I've never heard of American Flyers yeah uh Kevin Costner he's in it he's a cyclist and uh he's training his brother hmm yeah, have to check that out. yeah, and they're no, all these mine's like, like the Little Mermaid, Tombstone, oh no, Star no. Wars, <laughs> ET. Anything with a happy pump me up ending. I think I was I was that guy. I was that kid. You know, okay. like Rudy. <laughs> oh, Rudy's a great movie though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sport that, movies are like great motivational yeah. movies. I Absolutely. think. So are there any like Laredo words or phrases from your youth that you still use? Oh man, you know when I when I moved back to I started talking very my English has gotten so so terrible, and and like there's a joke on our golf team right now, and because we have this girl from Spain who doesn't speak very good English, her, her name is Mercedes Vega, and she I'm like I, I'm making I'm making the girls speak English this semester, but our English has gotten worse. It really has. It's like you know park the park the carro, you know, like or, 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 or you know. Oh, or, she's doing like. Um, um yeah it's a Spanglish. mix of like, she's but, doing but like Spaniard Spanish with Valley Spanish with English like it's it is the trifecta in a blender of just a disastrous language oh my gosh it's a poor thing like I mean I don't know if she's going to stay here in the states after she graduates but man we, we need to help her and then and me too it's like gosh <laughs> my, my vernacular <laughs> is not quite there moving on yeah do you still have anything from high school Jackets, um, um, I think I well I have down my, or yeah anything? I have uh my photo clippings like like all my 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 grandmother made this amazing uh montage of just my accolades and things like that and then I have my yearbooks and um I have a room still but I don't know exactly what it is all my trophies a room you have a whole room yeah so like it was a collection of high school college professional stuff but it's yeah. it's downsized a lot you know I've kind of let go of the past quite a bit it's not really that important to me. So is the room in your home now? It is. Closet, golf okay. room, office. I have my, I have more of my college trophies and my professional trophies okay. in one place. Yeah. 
And it's just office decor for, I, people think that that's really important for some reason if they play for you. I don't know why. Well, you know, they just, you know, it's, it's the, what do they call it? It's the um, validation. No, they call it like the, it's like a wall, but a shrine. Uh, it'll come to me later. There's a word okay. for it where, for people who like to put up all their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of not. It's like, I'm going to replace everything with like academic all-American plaques for my students and things like that. You know, kind of like the That's stuff. That, yeah. The stuff that matters now. But you know, sometimes you got to teach your own horn. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. You know, it, it may be. It in sells, putting your own horn sells, but you don't really, yeah. In certain scenarios, you do. If, if I was trying to like cure cancer or, um, you know, develop new ways to, to find fresh water for people that don't get it, I think that'd be way more important than teaching golf, you know. Well, but, you know, <laughs> teaching golf can lead to some of that because you don't know what some of these golfers are going to do later in life. What if they become like, you know, they're on the LPGA and they're taking a portion of their winnings and I hope that happens. To charity and stuff like that. Setting up foundations. You know what? That's a good point. That's that's a good point. I hope so. I hope so. You know, you never know what they do after you, after they leave and move on. Um, so who from high school are you the most interested in finding out about? So who would you like to hear on this podcast? Gosh. Well, if you can get a hold of it, only cover the you know, because we were really close, uh, that'd be outstanding. Man, I want to hear our valedictorian. I want to hear, man, she needs to change the laws of the land. I mean, like, let's let's get some work done. The um, Tano, obviously Tano. I want to yeah, hear Tano. Tano said yes. We just got to get him scheduled. Okay. What's Roxanne Perez doing? You know, I don't know. I have okay. no idea. We have to see if we can find somebody who is still in communication with her. How about Rebecca Valdez? Rebecca, who's Rebecca Valdez? Or was it, uh, it was Valdez, uh, V-A-L-D-E-S, uh, really tall girl. God, maybe that wasn't her first name, Becky Valdez. Was and she an athlete? Her mom was faculty, I think. Hmm. I'll have to look it Came up. Came over from San Agustin. I forgot her first name. Really smart girl. Hmm. You mean Laura Valdez? Laura, there you Laura. go. Laura. Well, I know she wanted to become an attorney. That's when we were uh, in high school. She was, um, she absolutely did if she wanted to. I mean, that woman was. And um, I know her brother, George. So we'll have to get George to give us her contact. Ask George if he there can give go. us her contact yeah. info to reach Liz out Gutier to her. Liz Gutierrez. I had class with her. Liz is living in Mexico with her she husband is. and her kids. Really? Yeah, she's got like a pretty amazing life. And I've, I I have her on Facebook, so we stay connected that way. And so um, I have already reached out to her about doing the podcast. And so she's thinking about it. So, okay, interesting. So, yeah, she so. dated Mimi, Mimi Alanis, and I always had to hear about their bullshit in class. <laughs> well, she's married now. She's got two beautiful kids, and they all That's live in That's awesome. Mexico. Good for her. Uh, Good for her. So Ana, Ana Ceballos, my ex-girlfriend, my freshman year or sophomore uh, year. What's she up to? I don't know, but we'll try to find out. I think I went steady with her for like six weeks. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like four weeks, maybe. That's your longest relationship <laughs> in high school? No. <laughs> I think I, that was second longest. 
sick of life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's talk a little bit about life after high school. Let's do so it. So what did you do after graduation? So I graduated Texas Tech with a degree in restaurant, hotel, institutional management. Um, I barely graduated and uh, turned pro in January of 1997. And I started literally living out of my car, traveling around the United States of America from 1997 to 2001 or two. What was that like? It was incredible. I mean, it was it was so much fun and uh, strange and educational. And uh, man, I got to uh, I literally played in probably 100 golf tournaments my first three or four years of professional, literally gone for 36 to 46 weeks out of the year, put 40,000 miles on my car each year. And I was in the minor leagues of professional golf, attempted to go to uh, PJ qualifying school, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. And I made it to the second part of it, but did not make it to the final part of it. So there's three stages of the way it used to work. And I could never get inside the top percentage to be on the PGA tour. And I made enough money uh, you know, playing in the minor leagues to stay out there. So I kept doing that and kept doing that. And then I try and qualify. And I played in um, the minor leagues for about six years and then decided to go international. Like I want to go PGA tour Canada. Okay. And in 2003, I went to the qualifying tournament for PGA tour Canada and got my card in Canada. And I played there for five years. Nice. So how was that? Yeah. Gosh, it was beautiful. Like I love Canadians and I love the weather up there and just beautiful places. Like when you go to Banff, Victoria, start on the West coast all the yeah. way over to Ontario. And you're just like, it's heaven. You know, you got your New York city on the right and then you have your nature on the left. It was, yeah. it was nuts. And then some places you're in the middle of nowhere in Saskatoon or Alberta. And you're like, Holy cow, what is going on here? It's like cowboy country and, and salt mines. I mean, just nuts, you know? But That's crazy. pretty, pretty interesting lifestyle, you know, private jets, uh, just because corporate sponsors, gosh, a lot of media attention, a lot of like for, for Canada's national tour, that's where everybody wants to be playing. It's like the PGA tour, but for Canada, Okay. Um, the money was okay. The exchange rate was pretty shitty because it was like 70 cents on the dollar, yeah. but you wouldn't pass up the, the experiences of, yeah. of a lifetime and playing amazing golf courses against amazing competition that, you know. Not, not everybody gets a chance to do. Did I remember one time that you told me that when you were doing your, like your junior golf? Yeah. Were you in a tournament or something with Tiger? So like yeah. When you I mean, were like people, really young? Yeah. I played uh, in high school. I played tournaments with him uh, my junior and senior year. Like he won the San Antonio shootout that I played in the American Junior Golf Association. And then I played in two U.S. junior amateurs against him in high school. Um, where uh, I only made it to match play in one of them. He won it. And then as a, in the U.S. Amateur, I played against him twice, one at Newport, Rhode Island, and one at Pumpkin Ridge Country Club, which was, I was a senior at Texas Tech, and I made it to the final eight in that one, and that was a big deal. Um, I was wow. two matches away from playing him in the finals, but I lost to um, Raymond Floyd's son, Robert Floyd, in the quarterfinals. But but that is like, it starts with 6,000 people to qualify, and then 312 yeah. make it, and then 312 breaks down to 156. Then 156 breaks down to 64, and then 64 goes 32, 16, yeah. 8 so far. So I made it to the final eight there. But yeah, I I, I knew Tiger um, a little bit. He was he was pretty introverted, and uh, he didn't his yeah. personal life was was his at the time, and uh, his dad was kind of the voice of him. And uh, it was it was interesting to watch. 
definitely how it's, especially how it's transpired the last 25 years. Yeah. That's very, very interesting to have that. Yeah. It's an awesome experience for sure. Especially knowing where he is now and kind of like, as you say, everything he's gone through, especially recently. So what have the past 10 years been like for you? Gosh, um, a lot of growing, you know, I came to the realization I was about gosh, 36 that the life on tour was, was kind of coming to a hedge, uh, where I had to make a decision, you know, cause I didn't want to wind up, you know, struggling to retire and, and, and be in a situation where I couldn't survive myself and, and be, uh, fiscally responsible. So I, uh, called it quits. The only problem was I didn't want to go work for anybody. <laughs> no, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, not your personality. And, 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 and also, I mean, uh, the other skills that I have are, are not, are not quite prominent in the uh, administrative world or the, uh, so you know, that, the world. that college degree was not going to serve you. Is that what you're saying? Well, it was, if I wanted to go work 90 hours a week and make $6 an hour, but I thought <laughs> otherwise, I thought, you know, I could be a golf instructor and, mm-hmm. um, a friend, a friend and I started a company in 2009 called scoring solutions golf. And I still own it to this day. And that's my side business or my side, side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. It's my LLC. And I literally man started at the first tier San Antonio donating hours of my time to teaching junior golf and man, the first year was a struggle and then it, it kind of uh, wrapped itself into uh, man, a really nice career. And I know what I'm doing as a coach. Uh, so I have answers and I, I love helping uh, junior golfers and recreational golfers, anyone that needs help. I can, I can teach them in five minutes if they'd let me. On a personal note, I, I was with a woman for uh, 16 years from 2000 to 2016 and re-divorced. That was a tough time, but grew from that quite a bit. We met in uh, 1999-2000. We were together for eight years, and she wound up living in Hollywood for a couple of those years, and we did a long distance. And then she came back to San Antonio, Texas in 2009. We, we got married for insurance reasons and, and had a little uh, agreement, I guess, a written agreement. And then was was married till 2016. I guess it was uh, finalized in 17 or 18. I, I don't remember the year exactly. And man was single from there, dated somebody for a few years, and then uh, reunited with my college sweetheart here to my left. Um, we met a, our freshman year at UTSA and uh, wound up uh, finding each other again. Nice. Yeah, pretty interesting story. Yeah, it's like full circle moment. Yes, 100%. So... <laughs> If we had asked 18-year-old you what oh, you God. would be doing 30 years later, what would you have said? Being a professional golfer. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? Yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I probably can, I can break this down for everybody, but it's, it's interesting. Like golf was my mother, my father, my mistress, my girlfriend, my wife. It was everything, you know, not having the convention. Yeah, not having a conventional uh, upbringing, it, it, I, I think I clung to it and it, it became a part of me to where, you know, I was so connected to the game and, and the, the, the beautiful thing about it is that it'll never be mastered. And that pursuit of, of knowing the finite and knowing the unpredictable variables of it, 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 it creates such a beautiful awareness of yourself and, and your consciousness. And, and I think that's, that's what keeps me so connected to it and, and connected to myself, to be honest with you. So there is, um, 
I'm so grateful to have this game in my life, but yeah, I, I, and now it's like, I get more fulfillment instead of playing and shooting 64. It's like, I want to just help people be the best golfers they can be. And, and that's what really uh, motivates me and, and, and keeps me going in, in this direction. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm going to be a professional golfer until I'm 97 and no longer here, you know, <laughs> so you're With, kicking. Hey man, all, 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 all I'll need is, uh, you know, some Viagra and, and nine holes of golf. I'll be a happy man. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get buried with your golf clubs i can already no, i don't see know it. yeah i i don't mind so what would you say are your top three memories of your life after high school oh that's a that's a beautiful question hmm. i wish i would have read that question earlier uh, the one the one memory that stands out i think the last 18 months is i helped deliver my sister's baby and i was i was kind of the the i was her her rock during that delivery. And I was holding her hand while she was pushing and, and or they were, they were cutting. And then I was the first one to hold her baby. So, so that, yeah, that was really, that strung my heartstrings and, and, and kind of got me going in a direction where, you know, that, that will always be, um, you know, a beautiful experience. Like I, I never wanted to have my own kids, you know, and, uh, I'm sure everybody could attest to that idea. <laughs> I, I always like practicing. I never liked the, uh, the, the outcome of that. Well, that's, um, definitely, that, that's definitely a very sweet memory. So having yeah. had that experience before you tell me about your two other memories. So does that, it has going through that experience changed your mind about having children? No. 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 <laughs> I just thought out, no. Um, you know, I, I am, I, I realize myself that I definitely, that amount of work is just not for me. I just, I, I didn't, I didn't have the model uh, family vision growing up and I just don't have any desire to do that. Like, and for whatever reason, it's just not inside of me, but man, I'll take care of, I'll take care of your babies. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, like I'll babysit. I'll have babies. So, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to have any babies. <laughs> I hear you. Like, it's just, I don't have that little thing in me. That's like, Oh, I got to like carry on my, my, my lineage. I got to like, there's nothing like that for me. Wow. No, no. I'll be a great uncle. I, I you can don't want little Brian's running around that you can no. teach how to play golf and they're going to be no. golfing on. I can teach. I can teach. Come to my, come to my spring break camp and I'll teach 40 little Brian's how to hit a golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even worry about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what are your other two memories? I would have to say winning my pr first professional golf tournament, that was a, a serious rush. Like I, I made a putt to win the Kansas open in uh, I think it was 2003 and it was my biggest check. I think I ever won. I think it was like 15,000 or 18,000. And wow. it was like, and it was funny, like on the last hole, it was that moment where, you know, you need to make birdie to win. And man, the zone, that little internal connected, uh, laser like vision came in and I made a 20 footer on the last hole in front of about 1500 people, 2,500 wow. people. And, and you heard them roar and, and it was like a euphoric, you know, like I get chills thinking about that right now, because like, that's why you play, you know, to get yeah. that, 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 that dopamine rush of, of adrenaline that just literally shoots through you. And it, it's that one experience that makes those hours and hours worth it. And it's such a beautiful thing. On a personal note, I think the, the, some of the greatest memories that I do have was uh, I, I got to be with my grandmother a lot. Um, 
when she before she passed in 2011 and and, and I would sleep in her bed at night and, and just kind of like be with her. And we had some great conversations before um, her, her mental state went in the opposite direction. And it, it, it was wonderful being able to be that close to the woman that provided for me my whole life and, and, and literally gave me the, gave me the life that I have. I mean, she created things for me that, you know, would, would not have been possible with the other lifestyle that was could possibly have gone. Yeah. that way in that direction, but um, being connected to someone and, and, and literally understanding someone at, at an intimate level, you know, even though she was 85, 87 at the time, it didn't matter, you know, and it was, it was beautiful because she, she told me her, her deepest secrets, her fantasies, her, her, her wishes in, in, in the world. And, and I was her go-to person. And, and that, that, that is, that's something that no one will ever be able to take away, you know? Definitely beautiful. Yes. Um, we should all have that opportunity to have those types of final days or moments with loved ones and be able to have conversations and the such. Have you stayed in touch with anyone from high school? Gosh, I mean, not on a regular basis. Uh, Becky, I talked to Becky once, twice a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes we go a couple of years without talking, but she's, she's been literally probably the only person um, from, yeah, I gosh, 2000, uh, after I graduated from tech, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. 97 to now. Yeah. But not even consistently. It was just every once in a while. So on your journey in life thus far, who is the one individual or several individuals, if there's more than one, who has made the biggest impact on your life? Wow. Um, so that's a great uh, question. I would have to say I got really lucky. In 1998, I was qualifying for a, um, at the time it was called a Nike tour event or nationwide tour event. And my mother's friend's boyfriend came out to caddy for me and he worked for the attorney general, state of Texas. And his name was Adrian Young. And he caddied for me and you know, he was kind of strange, you know, he was kind of a hippie and, and he was an intellect, a historian. And he kind of put up with me for a little while, you know, and, and we got to know each other over the course of time. I'd, I'd come to Austin, hang out with him. And man, he, he took a liking to me and he started mentoring me in life. And he became that father figure I didn't quite have mm-hmm. to help me understand how to be a man really. And, and, and be like, Hey, you're a dumbass. You're going to need to get smarter here or you're going to get really screwed over, you know? Yeah. And, and at first I was like, you know, who do you think you are? Blah, blah, blah. And I wouldn't talk to him for a while. And then it, like it started, I started processing things and started making sense. And man, in like 99, 2000, I was like, okay, I'm not as good as I think I am. I'm not as elite as I think I am in golf. And I want to be on the PGA tour still. And it's like, all right, you got a chance now. You admitted that you're a dumbass, you know? Man, we started reading. He was a he was a poet. He was a historian. He he wrote a lot of great pieces, and he started educating me. And through that education, we I I, I learned about a lot of things um, from literature to history. To uh, I got better at golf too. I mean, I, I was able wow. to break things down differently because it all applied. You know, he, he helped me with my IQ because let's be honest, I did not have a very high IQ. <laughs> and, and Well, you probably did, but you probably just didn't apply yourself. Correct. Correct. There's a difference. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, I, I, I always thought, I always thought you were highly intelligent, but I just thought 
well, he's just flying by the seat of his pants. Like he just wants to be at the golf course. And rightfully always. so, you know. Always, always. Um, yeah. And and he woke me up to that side of, of of life. And man, we went to New Orleans together. We'd go to art art shows, go to museums. And man, it was a, it was just a, it was an awesome education. And we became great friends along the way. And he caddied for me, gosh, till 2006, 2007. Wow. And I mean, he worked for he was on the defense team. His name was Adrian Young. He wrote a book, or they wrote a book about him. I'm sorry called uh Hadrian's Walls. And he literally tried to de- he was a defense lawyer for the state of Texas, DPS, sheriff, you name it, any mm-hmm. authority. He went 27, 29 years losing only one case, I believe. Wow. And, and I would stay at his house in Austin. I kind of lived with him. And man, we we would run the town, so to speak, you know, we played golf, practiced hard and partied hard and man did our did our thing. And it was it was a blast. It was a blast. And and I'm glad I met him because he 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 he, he helped me wake up, you know, he helped me have my moment of, okay, like <laughs> you gotta, you, you gotta grow, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't stay inside this box that you're, you're, yeah, you're, you can't you're, stay stagnant. Yeah. You, and uh, man, as soon as I realized that, wow, well, he didn't realize what he was doing because he opened up a can of worms, you know, it's never too late to learn. That's what I always I say. You. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was seriously, I mean, and, and just the diversity that we lived our lives by, you know, whether it was, you know, gosh, life experiences. Like he took me to Jazz Fest in New Orleans. I'm like, what's Jazz Fest? Mm. Oh, God, you know. It's huge. <laughs> Incredible, you know. It's like, <laughs> he took me to a Degas exhibit, you know. It, it, I guess it was in Atlanta at the time, or maybe it was New Orleans mm. also. I mean, and it was like, who's Degas? You know, I was like, well, let's find out, you know. Like, so. Wow. Uh, just Just incredible stuff like that. So, but so do you still talk? I mean, do you still? I mean, unfortunately, he passed have away a relationship with him. Oh, he had a brain sorry. Tumor. No, it's yeah. He died about three or four years ago. I think mm. it was four. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, he. Uh, but uh, he he was missed. But he was a good man. He he was sixty nine, so he retired when he was like fifty eight. And he he was young. He had nothing to complain about. Yeah, no, he he lived a good life though. So what are some of the biggest joys in your life? Oh, now? Gosh. Well, now or we, before or whatever. Yeah. Um, gosh. Well, I, I, I've developed a hobby of playing poker. I really <laughs> enjoy playing uh, No Limit Texas Hold'em, spending time with Mitzi and, and this new uh, relationship that's, uh, I guess, we're nine months into this. It's, it's uh, God, it feels like I'm 17 again, kind of starting over, you know? with a new beginning, but it's, it's fresh every day. So it's kind of fun. You know, we have a, we have a really active relationship. We're always doing something every day. That's good. Um, yeah. We get, we get busy. And then honestly, this may sound cheesy, but I, the fulfillment of like literally helping people develop their golf games and their bodies and their awareness to themselves and, and their consciousness. Like I really, man, I, I feel like now that's my role and that's the most fulfilling thing there is. God, I love it. I, I think about it nonstop. I, I want, I want to be the example. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to stay fit. I'm still trying to stay active. I, I do want to still play at a high level, and I'm going to. Um, there's no question about it. It's just, man, I, I, I need to get better at organizing my time and scheduling my, my minutes and hours. I, I'm like everybody else. I, definitely like my uh, rest time and my, uh, lack, lack of, uh, movement sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Sedentary. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. So what are your plans for the next 10 or 20 years? Gosh, I, I would like to be, you know, the golf coach here for years to come. Um, I'm in the process. I took over this program. I think there were 240th in the country and now we're like 190th. So in four years, it's gotten better, but I actually want to, I, I have a vision of building elite performance in the Valley for golf. We have the resources. It's, it's taking the initiative and creating the right environment for young people to truly train and grow to be the best yeah. golfer they can be. And I don't know, I want to be at the forefront of that. Like, I feel like I have a place to stand and, 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 and push that movement through. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like that to happen. I see myself living in Europe, I think in my 70s, 60s and 70s. I, I want to go see the world still. Uh, I know right now is a tough time to do it, but man, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind living in Spain or Portugal or any, any, any side of Europe. Uh, we're going to Ireland in uh, July, uh, Mitzi nice. myself taking a trip. I'm going to, it's a 10 day golf trip. I'm going on vacation there and we're going to go drink whiskey at Flanagan's and play every awesome Irish golf course in the world. And I'd like to just, God, be a part of the change that I feel is going to happen in South Texas. Um, yeah. you, you can feel it coming. It's just, man, we do, we do things a little slow, you know, and I wish we'd speed it up a little bit. <laughs> you know, I, I wish, I wish we could get just that, 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 that little switch in our mind going, Hey, there's different ways to do this. There's more efficient ways to do this. Hey, yeah. we can do this. Come on. I know we got it. I know it's in there. <laughs> you know, I don't know if we need people to die or what, but um, man, it's, it's, it's very possible, you know, like it's very yeah. possible. Got to think bigger. Yeah. Got to dream big. Yeah. So what's one thing about you that nobody would ever guess? Gosh, that's a great question. Hmm. Let me get back to you on that. I, I okay. honestly, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so like transparent that like, I know that's why it's kind of hard. You kind of like, like, you kind of lay know. all your cards oh, out you know on what? the table. I've developed, oh, okay. I'll say this. No one would ever guess that I've developed the skill of, of smoking meats at a pretty decent level. Like, like I got a smoker, I got a pit boss and it makes me look really good, but I'm kind of into like, that's my, my little grilling sanctuary of like, you know, I, I want to go to that guy's house and taste that. That's pretty damn good. Oh, Ooh, yeah. There you I, go. I, I got that. I got that ability. Are you going to smoke some meat for me when I go down there? Hell yeah. All you right. So, so no one would guess that I can actually cook like a champ, you know, it was like my way of charming the ladies back in the day. And, you know, it's like, Oh, <laughs> I did. Not bad. I would not have guessed that about you. Good. There you go. Do you do any old people things? Well, I mean, I teach senior citizens quite a bit that have um, a lot of mobility issues. Like I gave a man, a 79 year old woman with scoliosis a lesson last week and her husband and man, that was, that was tough. But I mean, I do old people things as far as like, I walk the dog, you know, <laughs> like, do you go to bed early? Do you not like, like loud music or. No, I love loud music. I don't think I do. The one thing I'll say is it's all like seasonal. Like I went to bed like new year's. I went to bed at 10 o'clock. And then two nights ago, I went to bed at eight thirty, but I woke up at five thirty. So it's 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 yeah, all there. I went to bed at nine the other day. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I was falling asleep in the chair watching TV, and I'm like, "What is going on?" And I was like, "I'll just go to bed." I mean, I, I can't lost, obviously keep my eyes I lost open. A lot more than I used to. That's an old person thing, you know. I mean, nothing. It's it's nothing serious like where like I fart and I'm worried I stain my underwear or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, there's there's some close. Uh, that's too yeah. funny. 
Yes, um, yes. So what would you tell your younger self back in August of 91 as we started our senior year? And then what would you tell yourself at graduation or as we graduated? Hmm. I honestly would have said you need to speak your truth for yourself instead of for other people. And, and, and what that means is I felt as though as I was always so accommodating and people pleasing that I didn't stick up for what, what I truly believed. Or, or maybe I didn't know what I believed, but I would have said you develop that now so you can, you can get to where yeah. you're going a lot sooner because I definitely uh, allowed myself to, you know, be so ag- too agreeable, you know, like I was too agreeable instead of like having my own voice and saying, this is how I do it too bad. Yeah. Learn how you're going to do it and stick to it and let's go. Like, it's one thing to have a vision of being a professional golfer, but how are you going to do it? You know, like, cause I let relationships get in the way. I let my lack of discipline get in the way. And it's like, man, when you know what you want, you got to have a specific plan to get there. And I would, yeah. I would, I would have stuck to my guns earlier on that. That's what I would say. You stick to your guns now. So what do you miss most about the nineties? Grunge music. And then the, 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 no. uh, <laughs> You know, I, I miss the live, I do, I miss the live shows, like, like Jimmy Garza's live performances as a, as a rocker, you know, remember when oh. he used to play? like, like, um, I about that. yeah, um, uh, going to club two one, what was it? Two one Oh, or two Oh seven. Two Oh seven. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, I, uh, I miss behaving. I think it was two Oh seven. Yeah. Mitzi broke up with me in 1997 and I got revenge on her at that club <laughs> for about two or three years. I think like, man, a lot of, uh, debauchery. <gasps> oh, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. And I miss club two Oh seven for sure. <laughs> Did you ever go across like to Berenzi's or San Miguel or Vivant yeah. or anything like that? I went once to every place and had a blast and that was it. You know, and you, that I, was good. You were good one good. time. Yeah. <laughs> one time. So what don't you miss about the nineties? Uh, the hair bob, you know, that, that Jennifer Aniston haircut that everybody loved. I hated that thing. Oh, I mean, that, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I had like my that, hair that long thing. the whole time. Oh, so, but yeah. yeah. Oh, you know how much I love long hair. I mean, it's <laughs> like, oh, don't miss the hair bob. The other thing about the nineties like everybody wanted that haircut. I know, really strange, but blame yeah. Jennifer for it. For her stylist. God. So in golf terms, no one, I don't know if your listeners will understand this, but uh, what I don't miss is the Balada golf ball. And it's just a special type of golf ball. They didn't make, oh. they stopped making it. They stopped making it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what advice do you have for the class of 2022 as they're coming up on graduation in a few months? If I could say anything to them, it, it would be find a mentor that is successful, has core values of ethics, sportsmanship, has family values that 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 actually instill, I guess, goodness and kindness. Yeah. I think that it's really luckily I got help along the way and was guided into my being, my my human that I am now. And and I think that don't be scared to ask the right people for guidance and, and don't be scared to ask that question. What does it take to be yeah. great, to be elite, uh, be vulnerable. You know, that's, that's a big thing right now. I think Brene Brown's, you know, I'm, I'm studying so much right now that it, it's okay to not know the answer 
right now, but if you don't know it forever, you're in trouble. So, yeah, you know, literally ask questions, find someone that succeeded in that industry and pick it apart, learn, learn everything about it and go get it. Like, don't be shy. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're from Laredo, Texas or New York city, you have the same opportunities that you can create for yourself. Cause it's up to you at the end of the day. So great advice. Great advice. So let's go a little bit old school. Oh God. Uh, who do you want to give a shout out to? Gosh, I don't know. I guess uh, for some reason, the, I mean, I know, man, the cheerleaders from 1992, you know, I mean. We did have great the, cheerleaders. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't forget those beautiful legs. I mean, come on. <laughs> those are little gymnast cheerleaders. Like, I mean, God bless them, you know? <laughs> and I think um, it was Annie. Was Annie? Annie, Annie was, was a cheerleader. A, yeah. So Lou was a cheerleader. I one time the last 29 years, and I think I reached out to her. Yeah, but Annie, no, Carmen was a year older. Who else? Uh, Lulu was a cheerleader. Lulu, Lulu Gonzalez. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Darlene was a cheerleader, but she was class of 93. Yeah. Um, Liz uh, Balsadula. What's Darlene doing these days? She's in education. So I don't know if she's okay, a principal great. or an administrator yeah. with the school district, but she's okay. in education. Wonderful. Okay. So if we're making a mixtape. Yes. Give me, you know, a couple yeah. songs for this our is, playlist for Class of 92. Yeah, this is easy. Uh, minute work. We start with them and it's going to be uh, Overkill and then uh, Johnny Be Good. And then we're going to go to uh, Only the Young with Journey. Okay. And then we got smells like teen teen spirit nirvana. <laughs> you just had to. <laughs> yes, for sure. And then uh, Metallica one. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good list. Good list. So let's yeah. go into our lightning round. We're we're wrapping it. it up here. So what was the last TV show you binged? Uh, Netflix. Uh, Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> I seen that yet. Oh my God. Sorry. On season four right now, episode two. <laughs> I just finished binging the morning show on Apple TV plus. Yeah. We did and that. now I'm binging a dope sick on Hulu. Oh God. I'm sorry. About the Oxycontin scandal. Okay. Um, and then I'll move on to lighter things. <laughs> Not a problem. What was your favorite movie from the nineties? Was Braveheart in the nineties? Braveheart, for sure. Uh, I guess. I didn't see it, so maybe. Okay, Braveheart. I was more I, of a Last of the Mohicans person. <laughs> if, Gladiator, if Gladiator was 99. Ooh, Gladiator was good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't remember my years, but I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Sounds good. What fad from the 90s do you think is still cool? Man, I love long men with long hair that have the little curls, for sure. Like, like. Like we're growing this out, like oh. kind of, uh, like, like yeah, for sure. Like that, like that, yeah. like what you got like going the, on there. Yeah, yeah sure. you are all salt and pepper, sir. Yes, look it's at that. A, it, it's a whiteout. It's a oh whiteout. my god, for sure. This is forty-seven years of living. Uh, what's your favorite beverage? Right now, oh god, sure. man, I I have this horrible desire to drink a Mexican Coke constantly but well, I, you're in the right place I, for it i know but i only have one every two weeks maybe two you just got to go across the river and get it no uh mitzi mitzi only allows me to have a treat 
like like she's in dietetics and stuff. So like you know, read. Yeah, there's a. Uh, her company is called Healthy Humanitarian, and and mm-hmm. Diet Coke folks did not make the list unhealthy. No, Diet Cokes are terrible. I gave oh, up all sodas, like all yeah. sodas, like several years ago. Well, I don't drink any caffeine whatsoever. I'll have one, one a week. Well, I think you already talked about this, but signature dish that you cook or bake. So, yeah. Aside I from the this, smoking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have this amazing spaghetti that I make, but I saute onions, squash, zucchini. What else, honey? Eggplant. Yeah, eggplant, and like literally make a sauce out of it, and I and I I let it get nice and moist, tomato sauce, and then protein pasta, and I mean it's all it's all done. It's incredible. Nice. It is it is delicioso. And man, so many things oh, you're going to be cooking for me when I go up there. You come on over. Yeah, your bowels will be very grateful. <laughs> uh, flying or road trips? And both. <laughs> I travel yeah. a lot. I travel a lot. Yeah, I'm I, kind of both, 50, depending, 50. I'm depending where I'm going. Yeah. I'm not scared. Like, I will, I'll tear it up. <laughs> Pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? No. Okay. That's why we're friends. Yeah, that's terrible. It's like sacrilegious is what we, I say. We did that in my house three weeks ago, and I mean, I just tolerated it. It was... What? Pineapple on pizza, honey. Oh. I know. Mitzi loves it. I'm like, oh my God. Well, because she's from California. Did she say she came from California? Well, she was, she, no, she was born in Mississippi, lived in New York, Colorado, yeah. Arizona, California, all of it. But she, she, she has this thing for pineapple <laughs> uh, that I don't know. Well, it's good for you. Yeah, uh, I hear you. I guess. So, what tape or CD or LP do you still have from high school? that you have played the most? So I still have all my CDs and Stone Stone Temple Pilots, Plush, that album, Mm -hmm. Interstate Love Song, all of those, Alice in Chains, like, yeah, still, those are played the most. I got a new car in April and I was so mad that I didn't realize it didn't have a CD player until like several weeks later. I'm like, where's the CD player? There was no CD player. I was so, so mad. I'm so sorry, Jess. I'm going to have to put them all on USB drives. If I put it on your USB drive, I can play it in the car. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a way to transfer it over to your phone. That's what my dad has taught me. Wow. <laughs> dad. Hey, I well, know he didn't graduate with us, but Roque Godinez, uh, he was in our class for a couple oh, of Rocky. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be fun to hear what he's up to. I heard he was a paramedic in Austin or something. I, I talked to his mom and his uh, and Kiki. But yeah, uh, my, my brother is very good friends with Kiki. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think he's somewhere in Austin was the last I heard. I think when I okay. when I asked her one time and. uh Okay. Uh, yeah, he's living life there. Um, but it's been so great to catch up with you. Thank Absolutely. Thank you so Thanks. much for doing this. But yeah, it's been so nice catching up with you. We we appreciate you hey. doing this for us. No, no, no. It's uh, You I have would... been like the most eager person I think that we've asked. Really? <laughs> yes. Other people, we have to kind of like, co- not coerce them, but kind of warm them up to the idea. And you, like I called you and you're like, yeah, when are we doing this thing? Like, let's do it this weekend. Like... <laughs> 
you were so excited. You you tell you tell and I was excited. People, you tell all those people to get over their insecurity. Okay. I mean, let's go. We're we're in our we're well, you tell them. Tell them. They're gonna we're listen 40. to this podcast. Give them a message. Okay. Hey guys, listen, let's let's all catch up with each other. Don't be shy out there. Come on. <laughs> I mean, Brian's talking about Viagra. What do you, I mean, what do you all have left to lose? I mean, that's in my nineties right now. I'm just eating a lot of garlic. That really helps a lot. You know, like that's important. Very crucial. I, I want everybody out there to know I do have boundaries. I coach women and uh, I am not inappropriate at all uh, working for the state of Texas. I'm very professional, uh, yes, but it's are. been fun. It's been fun to uh, definitely let go and uh, reminisce. Take yeah. Take a trip down memory lane, so to speak. I, uh, I love you, Jessica, and, and let's talk soon, huh? Yeah, love you too. Thanks, Brian. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and Jessica, thank you very much for doing this interview. And by the way, the name of our 10th grade English teacher, his name was Mr. Martinez. And anyone else who's interested in sharing their story, please reach out to us. Until next time.